Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. It used to be that we got around with vehicles powered by horses and oxen. These animals pulled carriages, carts, and wagons to transport people and goods from place to place. In those days, it was important to have water available for the animals so public watering troughs were established around town. Some of the public watering troughs could be found on Ames Hill at the top of High Street in the West Brattleboro Village Center near the top of the hill on Old Guilford Road at the corner of Esty and Oregon Streets in Estyville and at the junction of Elm, Frost, and Flat Streets. The most elaborate local watering trough is the famous Wells Drinking Fountain at the top of Main Street. Wells Fountain was designed by the architect William Rutherford Mead and funded by William Henry Wells, both Brattleboro natives who went on to become very successful in their fields of architecture and investment. The people who designed and paid for the monument said that they were making an artistic donation to Brattleboro as a tribute to the wonderful years they spent growing up in town. The fountain was dedicated on October 11, 1890. A less well-known watering trough that still exists can be found near the top of Ames Hill, just before the Marlboro town line, on the south side of the road. The inscription above the granite and fieldstone drinking trough says, Barna A. Clark, a true friend and a good man, 1896. Like many local businessmen, Barna Clark owned a summer home just over the town line in Marlboro at the top of Ames Hill. Mrs. Hattie Barrows, a neighbor of Clark's, led a fundraising campaign to establish the prominent watering trough in his memory. Barna Clark was born in Westminster West in 1835. He is one of five children born into a farming family. When he was 15 years old, he decided to move to Brattleboro and to work in a drug and hardware business in what is now called the Granite Block on Main Street. He remained a clerk there for 12 years and learned the business. When 27 years old, he entered into a partnership with Henry Willard and then opened a drugstore in the Blake Building, presently the location of People's United Bank. After 11 years, the business was dissolved and Barnett bought a hardware store of his own, which he ran quite successfully for the next 19 years. The vast majority of those years was spent in the Crosby Block. In 1893, he retired from the hardware business and became involved in the lumber trade. Barner Clark served in various Brattleboro town offices, including selectman, bailiff, town grand juror, and overseer of the poor. He was a deacon of the Center Congregational Church and an honorary member of the Women's Christian Temperance Association. At the time of his death, he left a wife, Helen, and a son, Dr. William Bullock Clark. Clark died under mysterious circumstances in 1895 after having just left his marble home and while heading back to town on Ames Hill. In the front page story of Barner Clark's death, it is said, his was an all-round, healthy, hopeful nature with a singular and abounding cheerfulness and a rare delicacy of perception and feeling in any time of need or trial. It meant much that we all knew him as Barna, his mother's pet name, which he never outgrew in the thought and speech of his friends. On September 30, 1895, Barna Clark began a normal day. At the family home on Walnut Street, he filled up his express wagon with sacks of potatoes to deliver to people in town and then headed out to Ames Hill 
to pick up more supplies at the summer farm. In preparation of shutting the house down for the winter, he did some chores around the farm and then loaded the express wagon with some items to bring back to town. He put a wheelbarrow in the wagon, some barrels of kindling, and a box of wood chips. It was after 1 p.m. when he left the place and started for home. At 4.30 p.m., his body was discovered on the Ames Hill Road near a watering trough. Clark's horse was attached to the express wagon and was munching grass about 50 feet further down the hill. There were bruises about Barna Clark's head and shoulders. Fred Richardson had been climbing Ames Hill with his horse and wagon and came upon Clark's rig, and a little ways further up he saw Barna Clark lying beside the road. He examined the body, and it was cold. Richardson drove to Marlboro Village and telephoned Brattleboro authorities to share the sad news. Dr. Webster, chair of the Board of Selectmen, and Undertaker Bond drove to Marlboro, but it was dark by the time they arrived. Using lamps, they gathered what evidence they could and returned to town with the body. Two days later, an autopsy was performed by three local doctors, and it was determined that a great deal of blood had gathered at the base of Clark's skull. The question was what caused the outpouring of blood. When the body had been examined by Dr. Webster on Ames Hill, there were no other foot markings on the dirt road that would indicate possible foul play. The only footprints were Clark's. Two of the three doctors who conducted the autopsy, Webster and Dr. James Conlon, believed Barna Clark suffered a brain aneurysm. When he fell to the ground, they surmised he hit his head on the outer front shaft of the wagon. This caused the startled horse to pull the wagon forward and the front wheels of the express wagon ran over him. The other doctor, Benjamin Ketchum, believes Clark had been getting a drink at the watering trough himself. There was a cup found near the body, and Clark's horse then began to get restless. Clark scrambled to catch the horse before it bolted. He slipped and fell, and the wagon ran over him. A reason why knowing the cause of death was important was because Barner Clark had been well insured. He had a total of about $26,000 in accidental death policies and $10,000 in life insurance. Two of the three autopsy doctors had believed Clark died from natural causes, so that was what was placed on the death certificate. However, the life insurance company holding the $10,000 policy refused to pay, arguing it was an accidental death, and the case went to court. It was a complex case and was not settled by a jury trial until almost a year after Barna Clark's death. The local paper, the Vermont Phoenix, had done its own investigation and determined that Clark most likely died of an accident at the water trough. They published their results in the paper and cited with Dr. Benjamin Ketchum, who had the minority opinion in the autopsy. Outside experts, like the dean of the Johns Hopkins University medical faculty, were brought into the trial to testify that the blood evidence was caused by an accident. However, the Wyndham County Court jury sided against the insurance company and awarded Helen Clark $10,335, covering the face of the policy with accrued interest. A month earlier, on August 21, 1896, the monument in memory of Barna Clark had been erected near the spot where his body was found. It replaced the watering trough he had stopped at with his horse and wagon 11 months earlier. The granite and fieldstone watering trough is still there on the south side of Ames Hill Road and people can stop by to enjoy the fresh spring water. It was financed by friends and neighbors of Barna Clark and dedicated to a true friend and a good man 125 years ago. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.